What's up, guys? Welcome to Fitter Food Radio. This is episode 154, and it's me, Matt Whitmore, and Keris Marsden. How do you? Oh, I'm great. Thanks for asking. Good stuff. How are you? I'm good. Just taught moga, haven't you? Yoga, even. Yoga, yeah, yeah. Proper yoga. Yeah, <laughs> as in a class of yoga. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How was it? It was good. I'm still getting used to it. Still getting used to teaching a little bit and being in front of people. Yeah. Because we've been teaching online and it's a bit different, but I like it. I like the mix of the two. Do you? Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. I've made your imposter syndrome as a yoga teacher. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Why is that then? Because I don't really subscribe to like one type of yoga. So I've invented my own. And that's why I called it Moga when we did it online. But you can't, when you rock rock up to an actual class to teach you, I can't go, right, (laughs) I know you're here for yoga, but I'm going to do Moga. (laughs) Yoga-ish. Yeah, yeah. but there we go. But, you know, it's like people come to class, some some really like it, it's their thing, some don't. And So so you have imposter syndrome because you you feel that people won't like your style or what? Yeah, and I suppose because I don't use typical kind of yoga breathing and you can't with some of the things I do because I do a lot of mobility and sequences that don't have a traditional breathing style. Mm. So it's quite hard to do the yoga breathing and I can't use the Ayurvedic language and things like that. I can't say Tadanasanasanasana pose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, everyone loves your yoga though and your moga. It just needs a different name. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that, that moga doesn't sound sexy enough to me no. now. I've decided, but it is mobility and yoga because I think the benefits of the two together are. I don't know. I think that's what you you kind of need the movement, then you get the flexibility and I don't know. Anyway, well, still, you can think of a new name if you want to. Start brainstorming some ideas. Okay. I like moga. It works. <laughs> it makes sense. It does. What was the other one we heard? No. Uh, y- uh, Yobility. Yeah, 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 someone yeah. had done it the other way around. That's quite cool as well. And also, it gives me the freedom to do different stuff all the time, which I just yeah. think is so important. The reason you never liked going to yoga was that repetitive nature, wasn't it? You were like, yeah, I definitely, I definitely thing. prefer moga. Moga is definitely more a bit of me, I would say. And I'm not just saying that because that's that's kind of your your vibe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's I genuinely really enjoy it. And I think I'm always, I always think if you look at lots of cultures, they've got some kind of like movement routine as part of their traditions. So, you know, like Tai Chi and Qigong yeah. and things. And we don't really have that in, as in British, we don't. I know we're kind of, but I was trying to think, what, what did our grandparents do? But I think they're just much more. They just grafted. Yeah, that's it. I think it was. There was just no, so much, no labor saving devices. No, so they're proper, forever cleaning. Proper or, grunt work. <laughs> yeah. All the Gardening, time. Gardening, carrying, walking. And yeah, yeah. I just. Because I think, like, why do we need to do this so much more now? Which I, the things just des- we're desperate, aren't we, all the time? Yeah. I know. I just days where again, lockdown was brilliant in that you were able to kind of move a little bit more, to put your movement snacks in there, and, yeah. and I think I hope people are still able to do that. A few of my clients have gone back to work. One the other day, I said, "Why don't you like? Is the stairs at work?" And she said, "Yeah." And I was like, "Stride up the stairs two at a time yeah. before lunch." <laughs> <laughs> and progress to free at a time. <laughs> yeah. But we were talking about, you know, the movement snacks before food, before yeah. meal times are really good for your post post meal glucose levels. That's been shown in the science and yeah. everyone could do it when they're at home. But then I was like, would you then get into trouble in an office? Do you know what I mean? Because you like pop out and you're caught striding up the stairs two at a time or yeah. 
I was also wondering if when people have gone back to the office, you know how you use cleaning as a bit of a distraction when you're at home. Like yeah. people like now Hoover in the office because they're like, gosh, stay, I couldn't stay bear this floor. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't bear it. I couldn't get up to the end of this Can't. email without Hoovering. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we were saying that when we like, um, the, we've kind of loved working at home because because we've kind of always done that anyway. So we're just working from more than we used to before lockdown. But it's, it is just so easy to to find things to do. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I do need to do some work now. But you, then you're like, oh, God, I need to unload the dishwasher. Oh, state of this floor. Oh, you, there's dust everywhere. You oh. said yesterday that you were like, I actually can't work with the in the mess either. So that's why you've got Because you were like, I'm just going to clean up. And I was like, Matt, you've got too much to do. Like, got, seriously. You've got to create the right environment. I need the feng shui to Definitely. be, be, be well, I just think <laughs> if it feels cluttered around you, it just, I don't know, it just makes my head yeah, feel cluttered. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I just like to create a really nice environment. And we've spoken about this as well, like with cooking. You know, you and I are very, very different when it comes to cooking. I tidy as I go. I just create this really lovely environment that's clean there's no chaos i'm in control i'm chopping my vegetables and, and doing you take everything friggin forever i do not you do i do not anyway move and on. then you create absolute carnage yeah and i mean yeah every cupboard's open and like stuff mom, all over the shop 10 dishes at the end of it to feed big hunking people like you who eat, hunking. eat like three. hunking that's a good word <laughs> Who eats for three people? I gave myself a little bit of um, pat on the back the other day because I was thinking, we don't have kids, and you we talk to a lot of clients and stuff, and they're like, I've got to cook for three kids, and I always think, God, that's a lot of work. But actually, I think I cook for three teenagers because you eat the, the equivalent, equivalent almost. Yeah. So it's I was true. like, actually, I do about uh, quite a lot of batch cooking. I think I nail a lot, and you do a very good job. Thank you. I don't, I don't want to come across as ungrateful, like because <laughs> no. I do appreciate it. But I just know not to go in the kitchen when you're cooking because nope. it just, again. It's, it's one of those things as well that I have a little go at your way. So mm-hmm. I'll go, right, stay clean, Keris. And I'll bring like the food bin next to me and I'll like, chop and put the food waste in it and stuff. And then just get carried away. And then I'm just like, I'm just quicker like this. Food bin's on the floor. Making a mess. <laughs> but <laughs> interestingly, I was thinking this about driving as well. Like I almost drive and cook quite chaotically. <laughs> it, I don't mean you I'm should like be like same. owning up to this I know I know I shouldn't but if you think about the last year the number of things that have happened to me yeah. in a car and it's <laughs> my, 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 like actually yesterday it was really interesting I was late home I was in the supermarket and I was running late and I was supposed to be speaking to the lovely Claire who was on the last podcast and I messaged her and said look I'm just going to be like five minutes late and do you know what she replied back with don't rush drive safely yeah. like seriously don't rush and it's really interesting because I got in the car started it it wasn't in gear it was in gear still so it jumped forward and basically was like a centimetre from the car in front I know well <laughs> we could probably devote a whole podcast <laughs> to your uh, experiences with your car but why can you be so chaotic in certain areas of your life like that like, and yeah. so it's quite, cooking and driving my favourite driving story has got to be when I went outside and realised that in my rush again, actually I've got two two lockdown driving stories. One, do you remember where I went outside and I hadn't put the handbrake on properly and my car had rolled forward on the street and hit the car in front. But the best bit about this story was the car in front was yours. So why are you saying, <laughs> do you remember? Yeah, why, I would I, why would I forget this? I know. We, we were both leaving. We left the house <laughs> and we were going in Keris's car and we were kind of walking down the road that's kind of higher up than the road where our cars are. 
And from this angle, I was like, bloody hell, Kerry. So I was like, do you, <laughs> do you, want, do you want to park a bit closer to my car? <laughs> and then, of course, when we actually got to the car, we realised that her car was touching my car <laughs> because the handbrake wasn't on properly and it had rolled forward. Luckily, the incline must have been ever so mild for the car to roll forward at an incredibly so speed so there was no damage done because I mean can you imagine making a claim against your own girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> we've got a joint account as well like yeah. that would be confusing yeah we're a bit like okay well that wouldn't happen but luckily no damage was done here's, here's my best one though do you remember again this was getting in the car and then I was in a rush to and I don't drive I have to say like I don't drive Mad. it's almost like the parking bit is the bit where I've always had the problem haven't I yeah always the parking and parking I hate full stop anyway it's just I mean whose brain is who's got time for that in their brain I don't know but anyway <laughs> that's but, such a hilarious thing to say but the worst one was when uh, in lockdown when the queues outside the supermarket were really bad and it was a Saturday morning and I've left it till too late and I was like oh it's gonna be massive now it was a beautiful day which meant the queue was always bigger wasn't it yeah anyway I head off to the supermarket and I'm like, the car's pulling. I don't understand why. It's like dragging. Oh, God, yeah. I do, so, yeah. So, but I'm driving along. It's only like a gentle drag. And then looking out the windows, have I got a flat tyre? Like, no, I think everything's fine. Anyway, I get to the supermarket and then I look in the mirror and there's like black smoke coming out the back of the car. And like your first thought is car's going to blow up. So I like... Door fly open and commando roll out onto the supermarket car park. <laughs> and I'm one of the biggest queue of people. And there's just smoke pluming from the car. And funnily enough, the first thing I do is like, ring you. Ring me. <laughs> and you said, I, I went, I've just jumped out of the car. There's smoke coming out everywhere. And you went, have you put the handbrake on? And then I went back to the car. <laughs> no, had you taken the handbrake off? No, no. You said, go and put the handbrake on if you've just got out of the car. Oh, and right. I went back and I was like, oh, it's already on. I'd driven the whole way to the supermarket with the handbrake hmm. basically on. Yeah, problem that's solved. why it was dragging and that's why there was black smoke coming out the back of the car. But it still worked afterwards, didn't it? Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> and then I had to like get my shopping bag in front of a queue of like at least 100 people and <laughs> slope to the back of the queue and hope that no one noticed that little bit of drama. <laughs> this, this is why, like, you know, Keris will always have an old banger. Mm. She can't be trusted. No, no. You know, because people, you know, I, I worry sometimes people like look at my car and then look at yours and think, well, hang on a minute, this doesn't seem fair. No, not 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 that I drive like a bloody crazy expensive car or anything yeah. like that, but um, one day, one day. Yeah, I like it. I like I like having my. I like yeah. I like not having you know, to worry about. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I, so I understand that to be fair. Next to the car. I'm a bit like that in my van. Yeah. You know, it's quite nice. You're a bit like if someone scrapes it, you're just like. Uh, so what whatever yeah. you know it's just a it's just a bit of a banger of a van that kind of gets me kettlebells around to my clients you don't worry about it so much do you and but, I've only hit someone else once and I left a note and it was all lovely and civilised yeah you did you did and like I think it's a shame really that that more people don't do that because you did the right thing there yeah I know. you know and, and and then my car got smashed up in lockdown yeah I think we, we spoke I can't remember if we spoke about that on a podcast completely but completely written off and no one left a note someone went absolutely flying into a parked car Keris's car like there was parked yeah you know and because the damage was absolutely ridiculous and of course they just drove off but then to make the best thing was is the car was written off so the insurance company were coming to collect it and um about however many weeks afterwards, because they took their sweet time coming to collect the car, I was walking back from my car and I saw a note left on the car. And at first I thought it was going to be like one of the residents nearby saying like, move your bloody car. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. And then 
I picked up the note and the first bit was like, oh, I'm ever so sorry I hit your car. <laughs> and I thought, someone's someone's taking the piss here. Because obviously <laughs> half the car's up. missing. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought someone's just done it as a bit of a joke. And bless them, it was a, it was a delivery driver and had said, I'm ever so sorry I hit your car. I He's drive gone. it in my delivery van. Here's my number. And then we said afterwards, like, do you think he hid it and thought that he had done oh, all, all of that, that damage? damage? Especially going, I didn't hit him that hard. Yeah. Blimey. <laughs> yeah, the whole of the platform was falling off. What have I done? But yeah. Yeah, you've had a... You, this is kind of linked to what we're going to speak about today because we are going to talk about... Kind of is, busy, yeah. Being busy. In a roundabout way. And not letting it affect your mm. health. Like, how do you balance the busyness of life? And especially now that we're kind of... When life's moving at a back into, particular pace. Yeah, easing back into like old routines maybe and commutes might be coming back for people soon, back into cities and stuff. Well, maybe. just on that, but whilst it is still a bit more relevant to what you were just talking about, today, for example, I got a message whilst I was with training one of my clients to say that a delivery was coming today between, you know, this time and this time, like an hour slot. And I remember thinking, oh, God, that's going to leave me literally eight minutes. Because, you know, it's always the way. When you're not in, it will come at the first part of the time slot. It won't come at the end, you know what I mean? And I I said to my client, I was like, I need to leave. Bang on, get out of the door and and go. And uh, I got in the car and I'm driving. And before I kind of like got out of there, like driveway type thing, I I felt flustered. Yeah. yeah. And And I just had a quick word with myself. I was like, Matt, what are you doing? You're all flustered because you, you, you're going to try and get home really, really quickly for a delivery. If you miss it, like, what is the big deal? It will come another day. It's funny, isn't it? How like instantly, like you've got that, oh, I must be in. Oh, but, but for what? Yeah, yeah. It's just not a big deal, right? But uh, there's a really great video by Ruby Wax on YouTube. It's, and it's uh, by a company called The Big Think. So if you want to watch it, Google Ruby Wax big think and it's ruby wax explaining neurotransmitters in the brain and it's just very cool i love how she kind of tells some of the stories i play it in lectures often just as a bit of like you'll kind of get your head around neurotransmitters when you hear this but she talks about the fact that she's almost addicted to doing that type of thing like rushing she loves last minute because she said naturally her brain doesn't seem to have enough of the kind of like some people call it go-go's and slow-slows. So the the serotonin and the, you know, the, the kind of nice things that keep you calm and rational half the time. So she loves doing things like basically calling a cab to go on holiday. And then when the cab pulls into the driveway, she starts packing. <laughs> now I pack. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really easy to slip into that mode because it's also a little bit addictive. It's quite fun. Not, 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 not you feeling anxious. I'm not saying like that, you know, when you've got in the car, but I think a lot of us do head into our day like that and go right I've got to do this I've got to do that I've got to get all this now before work I've got to get the kids to school and and I think it's really important actually that you do see these adverts on the radio saying drives the kids slowly to school yeah. because you can get in that like to do mode and next thing you know you've upped it into like fifth gear to yeah. go back to a car analogy you know like you're on the accelerator and you're you are actually jacking yourself up with a lot of chemicals that mean that you're, you're then going to probably a make mistakes but yeah. maybe some really serious maybe dangerous mistakes as well and I just want to do I do want to reiterate that the driving bit I'm really good with because I'll put George Michael on and that like you know calms me down it is just (laughs) the parking stuff and it's more forgetful because I might be like I don't know what it is I'm almost I think when I'm parking I'm already what I'm doing next does that make sense so if I'm in the supermarket I'm already going eggs 
carrots, <laughs> avocados. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I'm not parking the car. Yeah. And when I'm home, I'm going like, I don't know, whatever it is I'm thinking about. Or like, usually we have to parallel park, which stresses the hell out of me as well. So I think it's more that I'm so distracted by it. But it's I love that talk by her because I think there's just elements to which we are very addicted to being fast at everything yeah. and i say i'm the same with cooking sometimes i'll be like right i'm gonna nail five dishes and i'm gonna do it in 30 minutes and get the dog out yeah. and, and so i create a lot of mess because it's and then I'll, I'll also um sprint clean up as well so that's also quite, quite you do you i do. quite like that bit and you know i suppose i just need to accept like you do at times that we all have different ways of doing things right yeah and we, also, we all have our own style when i stayed with when we go and stay with claire who was on the last podcast. She's the same. She's the same. Yeah. But look how many, how much she achieves. She's got four kids and she feeds them. She but does. She what's does, really she interesting does a very good job, yeah. is that both of our sinks are completely water damaged as in the, the, um, the sideboards around. Yeah. Because we're like splashing like yeah. water everywhere. Who, who needs a good looking sideboard? Yeah, exactly. Hey. It's like rotting with <laughs> And I got, when I saw hers, I went, Claire, we've got the same sideboard. Well, even when Kerry's cleans, I'm like, it looks like you've got the garden hose. <laughs> And, I'm just squirted it around the kitchen. Like that, that's how you clean. <laughs> to be fair, that's quite efficient. Yeah. <laughs> Jet wash everything and then get a towel. And then you come in and go, why are there six soaking wet tea towels? Yeah. Why is there a puddle on the floor? Oh, because I cleaned up. Oh, right, okay. And one of my favourite ways to do the floor is put a tea towel on each foot and literally just like, glide around the floor. But it's so effective. And then, yeah, okay. And so then you have to wash all the tea towels. That's, that's why there's always there's so many tea towels in the, in the laundry basket. Always. Did you know the tea towel is the most dirty thing in your kitchen? Well, it is if you're like, you scrubbing <laughs> floors with it all the time. Lots <laughs> of extra dirty. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, moving on. Busyness. Busyness. Busy, busy, busy. My point was there, though, that to know that it is addictive. So when you catch yourself doing it, sometimes, like you just said, it's maybe just your default mode that you've gone into and you have a word with yourself. But also sometimes know that that can be like your personality type and you, you, are just, you just love being wired mm. and... It is dangerous, and I found yeah, that out last year. Kind of, it I suppose, will affect your health eventually. It's adrenaline and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Like I, don't, I know this is a bit different, but like yesterday, I had to leave for a client in the afternoon. You had gone to the supermarket, <laughs> and um, uh, with, with the handbrake, handbrake on. on. <laughs> oh, <sugar. laughs> Jinx! Um, but you had had a really busy day, and I knew that the dishwasher needed unloading, the laundry needed putting away. And because I was drunk going to train clients later in the day, I knew that you was going to be cooking dinner. So in my head, I was like, right, I can't have Keris coming home after a really busy day, doing all the grocery shopping as well. Oh, and then and, and then having to have to do the dishwasher and the laundry because it's just a, an annoying thing to do, right? So I literally, like, I was like, right, I've got to leave in five minutes. And I just flew out there and just, I was just like on adrenaline, just like... Dishwasher done, laundry folded, <laughs> bang, job done in five minutes. And like in a way, it's like that pressure. You know, like if I had just been taking my time, you know, it'd take me like fifteen minutes or yeah, something like yeah. that. But I'm trying to think of the name. There is a name for that when it's like you know, give yourself five minutes, you do it in five minutes, yeah, or yeah, yeah. or give yourself you know with a deadline, give yourself a week, you'll take a week, yeah. yourself a day, you'll do it in a day. Do you know what I mean? It's that there's a name for it. And it always um, goes out of my head. But but, it's but funny anyway, you get like I I'm definitely like deadline driven and I mentioned this before when it comes to exercise and it comes to work yeah. I have a proper finish liner like I, I see that finish line just watch me like you know like the ridiculous how much more productive and efficient yeah. I can be and I, and I think but it does make me sometimes a bit of a last minute person and, and we were talking about this the other day and saying like you can just 
you can faff around all morning and suddenly oh yeah and it, but it's also not and just coming back to kind of being busy it's not a healthy way to work and we did actually say this when we were talking about me and you had a bit of a moment this week where we said you've now launched a second company strong humans club yeah but <laughs> i think a lot of people might be going after we've run a business now together for 10 years it's been stressful mm. people might be going what, what are, are you doing, doing basically and we often have the same reply back to people who have a second child because yeah. <laughs> they don't, they have nothing good to say about the first one. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're going again. And we're like, what? <laughs> so, and, really? and we were laughing about it because I said, I bet everyone's thinking that about us. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, you can tell a bit of the story about why we've, we've gone ahead and done that. And it is really important for your health that mm. you've done it. It's, there's a really yeah. good reason behind it. But I think equally, we both said we don't want this situation to affect our health as it has done in the past. Both of us have gone through experiences where we've gone, oh, this is really, it's one thing following your passion and your purpose and your dream. And this could be if you're employed or if you're an entrepreneur, it's the same thing. Um, you can love what you're doing, but your body starts to feed back that it's, you know, it's being affected by it. Your health's mm. being affected. There's lots of imbalances developing and, and you have to be able to, at that point in time, listen to that and, and, put some things in place and take action. And what we were saying was we need to now strike that balance between, yeah, you know, doing the things we love and having a little bit of like last minute rush. Uh, you had a big weekend where you you launched all your clothing and, and had the, everything got delivered here. We had to package it all up and it was a really cool weekend. We got friends in, loads of nice food and we were all kind of running on adrenaline and we just worked round the clock for three days, yeah. which was wicked. But that can't be our state of play no, it's, all it's, the time. No, it's not sustainable, is it? Like, no, and that's when we said, and it's got to be the... And then same for, for you. You've said, I've got to learn about managing my workflow better yeah. and not be that last minute person because as much as fun as it is, you are frying your brain in the process and you end up usually being last minute late at night as well. And yeah, then yeah. your sleep is affected and, and things like that. And, and, and you know, it's exactly why we wanted to do this podcast because... You know, you, you can imagine that we get a lot of people asking us, you know, like, oh, you know, how do you prepare healthy food for um, a big family when, you know, like you've got to get your kids ready for school and you've got to work and do all the other stuff, you know, keep the house clean, whatever it may be. Like, how do you how do you fit all of that in? How do you make time for exercise? How do you get to bed early? You, do you know what yeah. I mean? All these things, because like we a lot of us live these very, very busy lives, you know, whether it's work, parenting, you know, just, just fit in the day-to-day -day stuff in and ensuring that you're getting it done, but you're supporting yourself in the process. And that's a balance that I think is is, is quite difficult to, to find. But that's why we want to do this episode, because we want to kind of give some tips, I suppose, to, to help you strike a little bit of a balance. And yeah, fair enough, like life is going to be chaotic at times and it is going to be quite tiring and demanding. But... As we always say, it's about kind of developing those healthy habits that kind of lay a stronger foundation so that when those moments do arise, you're better equipped to deal with them. You've got tools. Exactly. But also I think everybody over overthinks the process of, of what healthy looks like when you are mm. quite busy and decides, you know, and, and again, we mentioned this before when we talk about stress everyone thinks a training session has to be 45 minutes or else what's the point? It's got to be an hour of yoga yeah. or... A, a guided meditation sec session like you know that's that's this long so we we kind of do a bit of like it won't count unless that's like a phrase that i hear a lot so yeah. then you do nothing at all yeah whereas actually everyone underestimates what five to ten minutes of different little habits can make yeah to their health but 
just to kind of go back to to your position as well is I think it's also important to highlight that when we're talking about health there's something called Maslow's hierarchy of needs which many people if you study psychology you'll be familiar with and it's a pyramid and we often put it up in presentations that we do and the bottom of the pyramid is things that we we absolutely need the human body needs for for health and happiness and it's things like water food shelter and security and that could be financial and you know that's financial security and security in other ways and then as you go up the pyramid it's things that are a little bit more i would say trickier to for some of us especially i say like more kind of in our modern day society it's trickier to to get as part of your your life which is having a sense of purpose and fulfillment with what you do and having you know good social relationships and a a kind of a sense of i think connections and a sense of status in your community Mm. and because we've lost community because everything's gone online yeah hopefully you know we're trying to build communities online now that's what we we do with 365 but it's really if it's, it's a different world for us now and course, I think the yeah. human body and the human brain really suffer for many as a result of that in fact some people reach out to us and say that they feel very socially isolated and have been through lockdown lockdown has been really difficult for those that live on their own or, or don't have those connections and just on that note I actually wrote back to someone and, and just talked through how when we launched a business we had several points of running that business where we went actually we've got no friends <laughs> you yeah. know, we never see anyone we never do anything all we do is work you know we've moved around we haven't actually integrated ourselves into the local community and realized that we were very lonely and and over time especially recently i'd say we've made a real effort now to change that haven't we and yeah we've started asking more random people for coffees and things like that not total strangers yeah. but you know yeah. <laughs> want a coffee <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> Gonna go come out for dinner. Um, anyway, and we have gone out of a comfort zone and tried to establish more local social connections. So we've got friends within a cup of tea distance, and that's mm. been a big change in the last couple of years. But just going back to you, what was really nice is you've definitely and talked about this on the podcast struggled with the change and moving online and your kind of I would say your purpose and what you want to do and your passion and in many ways your passion when we first met you talked about wanting to do a clothing range and wanting to do like a a leisure kind of active leisure range of of clothing that was really good quality because you were always getting annoyed with rubbish quality clothing that would come and you'd be like this vest is cheap and these shorts have fallen apart but you also said i want it to be more than that like something that everyone's really proud to wear that it stands for a community and something that me and you can't bear and we see it a lot on social media we've seen it a lot working in gyms I'd say in the fitness industry, but I think it happens everywhere. It happens even in kind of teaching environment is we hate it when there's cliques that form and people are excluded or don't feel part of the cool club. And I yeah. think as much as people might look at you and me and think you're fit and healthy, but you're probably definitely in the cool club. There've been so many occasions where definitely not, are we? And we are excluded. And this kind of has driven you to think about developing a community where, and you've called it strong humans club because you said, I want, everyone to be included i don't care how old yeah. you are i don't care what color you are i don't care if you're male female if you don't even identify as either everybody is in this club because everyone in this club all you do is your best effort to help others and also feel strong enough to ask for help thanks karis but i was going to say and it was kind of something in your belly it's always been there for you and when you wanted to go for it you went for it in lockdown you've launched it it's been a brilliant success and i'm really proud of you but as it's taken off I've seen you start to creak health-wise and that's yeah. almost triggered me to go, oh God. Like, well, well, that was another reason we why, let this affect your health, we, you why we wanted to, to do this is yeah. because, don't get me wrong, like many of you, like we're kind of always busy. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not hard 
to find things to do and busy, anyone out busy, there busy 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 <laughs> so busy <laughs> but you know anyone who runs a, their own business as well i'm sure you can relate to this you know when you first set out running your own business you're like oh you know i'll have it'll be all on my terms i can have lots <laughs> yeah. of time off i can work wherever i want yeah, yeah. and then the reality is you actually work more yeah you know you, you i bet everyone's found that in lockdown even if you're employed yeah. as well same thing you might have been like oh i've taken out the commute i've done this but actually yeah. the boundaries between working and not working are so much harder when, yeah, you're, yeah. when you're at home and i think oh, yeah. that's something many, that many of my try. clients are just like i'm working more yeah because yeah. it's like my bosses are going oh you're not spending an hour on the train you can work <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is you great. can't even say you've gone out like half yeah. the time like yeah you can't say i've got plans or anything like it's very it's hard isn't yeah it? exactly so like i said like you know we were already busy and then when I launched the Strong Humans Club, which, like Kerry said, has been like, a, well, it's been an idea for so long that I just was like, I just need to go for this now. Yeah. I'm, I'm fed up of talking about it. And just to link back, because I don't know if I did that, but you were ticking that top peak on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It was finally going, this is what I'm here to do. This is what I'm going to do. So it's lovely yeah. to see that. And massive change in you in terms yeah. of your I would say like your mental health you were just like buzzing which was yeah, lovely because it just felt like I, I was doing something for me like that was you know without sounding too cheesy like that was from the heart like yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. real passion project and the, the vision of it is is so much more than just top quality clothing do you know what I mean like that's just the start of it you know of growing yeah, yeah. this like global community of strong humans around the world and when he kind of launched, I suppose I was, I mean, you could say I was a bit reserved in what I, my target was, you know, in terms of like how many hoodies did I want to sell and, and stuff like that. And I think that's just come from over the years of running a business. And I suppose my optimist, I've always been very optimistic, but I think I've learned over the years that maybe I've been too optimistic at times. And as a result, you can then be left dis disappointed deflated yeah, yeah. and i thought mm. i don't want this to happen this is a new this is a new project of mine i want it to start on a real positive note yeah. so i want to be quite realistic, realistic yeah, yeah. with what my target is absolutely blew it out of the water like i was overwhelmed by the response so of massive thank one. you to everyone honestly anyone you you've, you've like yeah I can't even, I honestly can't put it in, into words. And I even got a bit of mosh at times, didn't I? Because I, I was almost like, I can't, I, I can't like, believe it. Stop crying. Yeah. Get back yeah. jump as well, yeah? Get back to work. <laughs> Threw a box of Kleenex at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but as a result, like all of a sudden, like my workload just went through the roof. Through the roof. And, and just on that note as well, to anyone here who's working really hard for whatever reason, and same thing with the family, like working around the clock, is then you weren't also acknowledging your wins. And yeah. it's really easy to get so carried away with Caught what you're doing. And then and then again, I think the busyness becomes unhealthy because yeah. you're just not giving yourself a break. But this was the problem because, don't get me wrong, like I was busy, but busy in a good way because this project I was launching was doing really, really well. My endorphins were high. Yeah, yeah. I was running on adrenaline. And I almost thrived knowing I had so much to do because... I, it just felt a nice to have clarity on what needed to be done, which sometimes we have said has been a problem where you, when you run your own business, you don't really quite know what to do next. And it's yeah, a bit yeah. of a, a bit it's very of a reactive what you were doing. Yeah. yeah. So whereas this is like, right, this needs to be done. That needs to be done. But because bear in mind, you know, there's still fit of food and fit of three, six, five and, and whatever going on as well. We can't, I can't just ignore that. So all this was on top of my usual day to day, but I was like, it's fine. I'll get up early. 
you know, so I was going back to like getting up at like quarter to four, four o'clock so I could get a load of work done, you know, like before my normal working day would start. But again, I was like, this is fine. Duh, 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 duh. Coffee, bosh. And then in the evening, same thing. Oh, X, Y, and Z needs to be done. If I do it now, I won't need to do it tomorrow. Duh, 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 duh. Working late. So my brain was just like on overtime. And is it if you again if people have got families that's kind of what they're doing as well yeah, so exactly. get up early sort the family and so again you are like you just said kind of accelerating brain activity and, and wiring yourself up but also there's this this underlying tone of like or feeling of guilt like all the time yeah that you're not meeting everyone else's needs as well as you know and then guilt because maybe you don't yeah. meet your own with it well I, I felt guilty on a few occasions because i was i feeling i was feeling guilty because i thought am i not am i neglecting our fit of 365 members you know am i not giving them as much of my time as i was before oh, i should do that and you were doing a lot as a result because i was working more you was doing much more of the, the the cooking and the house uh kind of like chores and i was a bit like oh well that's I feel terrible about that. You, you know, shouldn't can, do because my step count was amazing. Was it? So, no, you're welcome. <laughs> <Which is good>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's true. Like, so you I was do, quite happy. You, you do feel like guilty because all of yeah. a sudden you're a bit like, hang on a minute, like because the whole world doesn't revolve around me and just because I'm busy doesn't mean everything else should suffer. And that's kind of like how my, my brain was working. But my, my, my point is, even though I was good busy and adrenaline was up and I was on a bit of this high, I soon realised I was like, got to that point and I was like, drinking far too much coffee, not getting enough sleep. Yeah, and I was like, your sleep was... Yeah, my sleep just went, oh God, it was awful. And I was just felt like I was just running on fumes. And then you did actually get a little bit snappy, which is just not you no. generally. And there was an incident in the post office that we don't talk about. Yeah, now. we don't talk about that. <laughs> leave that behind me, yeah. But even when me, uh-huh. you, like, and, and you never snap and, and everyone has, you know, everyone has their moments. I'm terrible for that, losing my temper. But usually there's a correlation between end of the day. Yeah. And I think I've just run out of like... Sometimes it's just an accumulation of things. Yeah, like, it's yeah, not like, you know, that one thing that, that did it. kicks me off yeah. normally. I'm just, I haven't got the... I haven't got the energy to, to not flip out like so then I just do and it's normally it's something stupid like the dog or something like that sadly and you know we've talked about it before and said oh, I wish I had more patience but I think yeah. you've just run yourself down so much but there's one moment where I think I came back and you asked me a question about a parcel and, I, and you're like did you do this and I said yeah I did that did you do that yeah. <laughs> and I was like oh <laughs> like, yeah. yes I did it to, to be fair I did apologise immediately yeah you did you did I was like sorry that was, was a bit like, dramatic <laughs> somebody needs a nap <laughs> do you want a biscuit yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like yes please yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, tea and a biscuit sorted me out but like yes. Yeah. what do you think though that so now you've got more of this to come and I've said to you like take a minute to, to reflect firstly reflect on success and, and take something you know make sure you've got the positives in there but what do you think you can now do going forward to make sure that your health doesn't suffer yeah as a result I mean because yeah because I mean you know I don't want to make this sound like it is all about like me and the strong humans club but I'm using this as an example because if you think about it that's why I was trying to kind of like really emphasize on the fact that Keris and I have always been busy in what we do like many of you are in your day-to-day life but at the same time Keris and I have been doing this for a long time so therefore we were very much used to the level of busy that we were working at because it was almost just standard procedure it was like this is how we work this is our lifestyle it's what we do so therefore even though we were busy it was never like oh oh just so busy you know like because it was just kind of normal yeah. just see what I mean yeah, yeah. whereas this was a this was a next level of busy yeah and that was when it was a bit of like whoa like blimey 
you know, this this is this is a bit nuts. So many things happen, like Keris just said, you know, like my, my health was suffering because lack of sleep, high on caffeine, consuming more sugar than I normally would. And I think it's also when there was things didn't go to plan and there was just like... But that's everything. I, I was making mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mistakes that I probably wouldn't have made if I had a clearer head. Yeah, and there's also, I was going to say, stress and sleep deprivation are the worst for making mistakes. Yeah. Like, and and like, then, you know, I was probably rushing things a yeah, little yeah. bit. And, and then, but then, of course, you know, it actually, you know, you end up shooting yourself in the foot because you're rushing and then you make the mistake and it takes you three times as long to rectify it. Yeah, yeah. And the level of stress that comes with and, and whatever it's, else. It's, you really do have to, we've said this for ages now, like when you're thinking about motivation, you do have to like connect actions and outcomes and mm-hmm. i think you've always got to think ahead so when you go like you might have to start scheduling stuff in your phone like a 10 minute movement break or a five minute cup of tea outside or yeah you know i think scheduling breaks in is really important something that nobody does again because and i'm i'm, I'm also guilty of this i get that finish line in the head I, i'm like i need to get through this many tasks and i just sit there for way too long yeah feel my energy drop in feel my mood start to get a little bit more like yeah as part of the process and what you need to do when you're there is know that that's like an addictive place to be, that chasing that finish line and, you know, revving yourself up and set some kind of reminder to take that break. Otherwise, remind yourself, crap sleep, yeah. going to make mistakes, going to snap at the dog, don't want to be that person. Yeah, you know, so, exactly. so it's almost like actions and outcome. So forward thinking is just so helpful. And I, and I think that whole planning of your day yeah. is really important. It's vital because, well, interestingly, the way... I ran the first launch of the Strong Humans Club was on a pre-order basis because I was very transparent. I wanted to make it clear to people that this is all very new to me. I want to be able to offer really good quality products, really good customer service. And I knew that I was going to be finding my feet a little bit. So I thought the best way to do this is do it as a pre-order basis, have the store open for a week, and then I'd close the store and then I'd work on fulfilling the orders that came in and again like I said I mean thank you again to everybody for your patience and understanding with that because of course you know it's not ideal people want to buy stuff they want it tomorrow or the day after whatever it may be and but people were very very understanding in that of that and I like I said you know for me it was like so I could just get my head around things I knew mistakes were going to be made it was a real opportunity for me to kind of learn a lot from that first launch so that the next launch could be even better, more efficient, etc. And I did learn a lot, but I also learned a lot about me and the things that I would need to change kind of in my own life and routine for the next launch, which is like what the things that we're talking about right yeah. now. So even though like there was me thinking, oh, this is going to be an opportunity to learn about how it works as a business, you know, what what's good, what isn't, you know, based on the feedback, etc. When actually a bigger chunk of it was like, wow, there's so many things that I could do for myself to ensure that when launch two comes, I'm not going to feel how I did in launch one and like let my health and, yeah, yeah and, and let my no, health suffer like, yeah yeah you know, like you just said that there are so many parallels between running a business and having a family 
And yeah. I know you always laugh and go, if I, you, you say to me, if you say that on a podcast, people will go, no, there's not. What? It's completely <laughs> different. But it's the main way that I empathise with clients. Yeah. Well, because, got, I suppose we, we have to find a way to relate to people, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I always think when they tell me about the stresses of having a family or the, the so some of it's like obligations and the worries, it's so similar to having a business, but especially a business... I mean, everyone cares about their business, but maybe a business that's about looking after others, as mm. again, which is what we kind of do. And and it's just interesting you say that about okay, the first one it went like this, and I just think about people having that second child, and yeah. it's like, do you stop <laughs> and think about? We definitely do it differently, and it's funny because my old brother often at family do sits there and says, "I'm I was a total test bed." Like, can yeah. I just say, I was the guinea pig. Like, yeah, yeah, I got it so harsh. I was like, <laughs> and everyone rolls their eyes and goes, "Yeah, but you were also the naughtiest one." Yeah. Like, you just but, had but it in you your were bones. A pain in the arse. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> <Let's be clear. laughs> he overlooks that bit, but I just think. But it's like with Hamish. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, like we we, we always say now, like because we've been talking recently about maybe getting a second dog, and we were like, "Well, oh, we'd do this differently." in terms of like you know the training process yeah, and all yeah, of that so because because we've we've learned yeah. you know we've we've learned and we're like okay cool this and this is what we, we're better equipped now going forward so in this case you know we've launched two i've learned a hell of a lot from from launch one that i know that i'm going to do differently and i think the, the most powerful thing here that, that like people can take away from this is like the, the importance of routine but i think when you talk about routine and 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 preparation yeah, but also I think with routine, you've got to allow for flexibility else you get really stressed about routine. And yeah. we actually looked after a friend's sausage dog for a couple of days, didn't oh, we? And uh, we found the first few days difficult because we weren't in a routine with her and we yeah. had to understand, okay, she needs to go out a little bit more frequently than Hamish, like, you know, completely different needs. And again, just to briefly compare it to having children, like yeah. your whole routine of what you were going to do is just completely thrown up into the air and scrapped in the... And I was saying this with a sausage dog in that at first we were kind of worried about or even just walking down the stairs or like mixing with Hamish just in case they lost their temper with each other. You just never know, do you? No. And I remember thinking, it's just another level of things to think about, decisions to make. And I need to, I feel like I need eyes in the back of my head. And that's why, <laughs> like, you know, I'll Skype a friend who's just had kids, one of my best friends, and she's like, I need eyes everywhere. Like, you know, and, it, and that in itself, you don't realise just how much work that is for your for your brain yeah i think i think you do realize but what i was going to just go back to saying is everybody feels better once they get a little bit of a routine in place and with with zoe the little sausage dog <laughs> it was about day three and we got into this routine that worked yeah. for everybody and we got a bit more familiar with it so i think also keep in mind that when you're first doing anything like now if you've got to go back to work or you're you've got to lock down again for some reason or you've got a um whatever it might be you know new change of job you've just had a family the, just know that that initial phase is scrambling a little bit yeah. and then you find the routine that everyone kind of gets into but the flexibility bit is important because otherwise everyone screws when the routine goes wrong so don't be a total yeah. control freak with it and I think when it comes to being busy in your health I really think most people benefit from some kind of morning routine where you take a bit of an hour half an hour back for yourself so if it means getting up earlier than everybody else the kids your boss <laughs> anything yeah. to get a little half hour in that you can do something you could go for a run you could do some weights you could yoga do yoga you could meditate you could batch cook and you could batch cook three or four breakfast a couple yeah. of you know something for dinner if you can take that self-care hour back which we talked about i think i mentioned it with claire on the last podcast she does that i do that yeah well it's funny because like you know again everyone's different but like our friend claire has 
you know, she has a bath every single night, but literally right before bed. Yeah. You know, like where where we, you know, whenever we go to stay, you know, we we're like, oh, you know, oh, knackered, gonna go to bed. She's, and then she's running a bath, and because that's her thing, that's yeah, her yeah, time, and that's her little that. routine, and and that's a non-negotiable for her. And whereas that wouldn't quite work for us because. I'd probably be too hot after a bath right before bed and I wouldn't sleep, but it's not my routine. No. So, but for me, like what was a bit of a, I mean, you were a godsend when all this was going on because, you know, like you were preparing lots of awesome food. Like there was always like tasty, nutritious food handy. And don't get me wrong, I was eating my fair share of sweets as well. <laughs> but this is also another important point about busyness and health is that you are a team, whichever way you look at it, whether that be that, you're a team at home as a family, yeah. partners. If you're living on your own, working, you're still part of a team. And it's always really important, I think, to keep communicating and asking for help. Again, mm. that's what Strong Humans Club is about. You ask for help Reaching when you're feeling like completely overrun and overwhelmed. You externalise that feeling. Don't try to, you know, kind of soldier on and put on a brave face. E- equally, don't constantly say, I'm overwhelmed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and balance the middle ground for the whole thing. But... If your body's creaking, you've got to start to share that load. Yeah. And if people around you can't read that in you, I read it in you quickly. You always read it in me really quickly. We've worked together long enough, lived together long enough to know that about each other. But it never ceases to amaze me how many people are taking on more and more responsibility and the burden of, of household duties and food and, you know, again, kids or looking after their parents or their siblings or caring for something on top of a job, on top of other stuff. And just not sharing that in any way, not not saying, someone, please help me, or let's have a, a meeting and sit down as a household or as a partnership, and you need to do this to help me. Otherwise, you know, I, I'm going to be in big trouble with my health at some point in time. And then, yeah. and then it doesn't work for anybody because no. you're out of the equation. You you were saying about reaching out for help, which I think is a crucial, really, like in, 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 in many respects, because I think with a lot of the time not asking for help, you know, is, is somewhat like ego driven or, yeah. you know, there's a sense of pride or maybe you see it as a sign of weakness. Yeah. You're kind of, it's like you're saying, I can't do something. And and it's not necessarily you can't do something, probably just acknowledging that there's probably someone else that could do it better than you. In yeah, the same yeah, way, there's probably things that you can do better than other people. Like we all have these things that we're better at and yeah. things that we're not so good at. And I think like, like Kevin said, a big part of the Strong Humans Club is not only you know, like helping other people, but having the strength to reach out for help, which isn't always so easy to do. And uh, like we had a classic scenario with with uh, when I was kind of like preparing for the, the Strong Humans Club's first launch and I'd basically ballsed up a, an Excel spreadsheet, which, you know, spreadsheets aren't my bag. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a very old school person, you know, I'm, I'm a pen and paper type of guy. So you know it was one of those situations though where, I used to do it as part of an office job and I taught, I trained you. I was like, oh, this is what you need to do. Here, you know, have a go. And you did it. And you were like, oh, yeah, I think I know what I need to do. But then, then you had to do then, another... And they did it wrong. <laughs> but then you had to do another 20 spreadsheets. And I was like, shall I stand over him and just watch the whole entire process? Or shall I... I was on my way to teach, I think. I was like, well, shall I, just, I need to go, really? And uh, I was like, no, no. Like, you've, you've insisted you want to do some of these things yourself. You, you're seeing it as like a kind of self 
development yeah. experience. Yeah. Oh but God. it is a bit like when you stand over me doing the recycling. <laughs> that like, doesn't go in there. What are you doing? You hover. And I'm just like, go away. Just let me do this. I need to learn how to do the recycling. <laughs> I, need to, I need to empower myself with this knowledge. But long story short, you know, me kind of like trying to soldier on and do it myself just massively backfired because, yeah. But the takeaway from that was, and I also said, it's a waste of your time. That's not where your skill set no, no, is no, no, to no. be doing but, that. But what I was going to say was, is just to kind of relate it to what I was saying was there was a part of me, and this is why sometimes just reaching out for help or trying to share a problem isn't always that easy, is because, you know, you had a lot on as well. Like yeah, you were, yeah, you, so you were very to... busy. You're lecturing more now. Your client bookings has just had a massive surge. So you're really, really busy. So there was me thinking, well, oh God, I can see that Keris is already working a lot and quite, quite stressed. I don't want to add to that by asking her to help me with X, Y, or Z. Yeah. So it wasn't just necessarily an ego thing. It was... It did backfire a little bit though, because when it went wrong, we both had to... Oh, it massively backfired. <laughs> Dedicated a day to sort it out. It was saying it backfired a bit is a massive understatement. But it was, and again, it's a nice lesson to learn. And I also just want to share that I think I'm seeing a lot of people do a similar thing from a kind of work perspective where they, with lockdown and the changes, people are kind of concerned about employment and want to prove that they're, I think when you're working at home, you you, you work harder as well just to prove that you're not yeah. sat watching you know, Coronation Street, essentially, you want to like, <laughs> I am working yeah. all the time. So you're, you're much more reactive and replying to stuff, but... I think some people also need conversations with employers and bosses about the amount of work mm. that they're being expected to, to do. Because if you keep saying yes and doing all that stuff, you're just going to get given more and more and more. Yeah. And again, ignoring the fact that your health is suffering and your sleep yeah. and things like that. And it's it, it will end badly. If- Would you know, I, I had um, one of my clients works very, very long hours and it was affecting her health. And she'd go to her bosses and just say, look, I need a better balance here because this is just, I'm struggling, essentially. And they were like, oh, okay, like, no worries. We'll pay you a bit more. And then at first it's like, actually, well, that'd be quite nice. Yeah, yeah. So they pay a bit more. But then, of course... The expectation is great. Yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah. nothing's changed, just got more money in the bank. Yeah. But <clears throat> there's no improvement to your health. No, no. Because you're still working as hard, you're not still not sleeping enough, your diet's still very sugar heavy and caffeine heavy because that's seeing you through the ridiculously long days. And this happened on like a couple of occasions where it was just like, Oh, well, we'll give you even more money. And then it's again it's like, Oh yeah, nice, oh I can I can buy this, I can save for that. Yeah, yeah. But there comes a point where it's like, no, like I don't what literally do not want any money. I'm there actually a point where I'd rather take a pay cut and get some of my life back. But it's like you're having a temporary life because it's a lot of people right now, you're just basically living to work and you know, maybe you are shuttling away a lot of money, but it's for these temporary bits of life. Yeah. <laughs> a holiday here, a day off there. Yeah. But on some of those, and we've definitely found this in the past, those days off, you're so knackered. You're in such <laughs> yeah. a bad mood. You don't do you're anything. mentally drained. Yeah. <laughs> a, you don't do anything. Then you get annoyed that you haven't done anything. Then you like get FOMO because you didn't do anything. And it's like, <laughs> I had one day and I wasted it just slothing. Just stayed in bed. Just flicking through Netflix, not even watching anything because I've got the concentration to even watch one thing now because I'm so like, oh. And I think, you know, are you just just living temporarily and that's that's something that we've been mm. conscious of and I think this also comes back to two key things that you need to do when you're getting busy and that's kind of put you like bookend your day a bit better and bookend yeah. your day from work 
but bookend your day from other responsibilities and, and communication to friends and family and you know because we can be, we can be forever doing all of this kind of yeah. what's happening and whatnot and equally the housework the chores the things that need doing yeah it might make your life easier but i think it's also really important to have a couple of hours of chill time ideally either side of your day which is why mm. sometimes it's better to get up a little bit earlier and again in terms of, of going to bed just you know th- there will always be something else to do and that's but, what you need to remind yourself yeah. like, when does this end and stop giving yourself that unrealistic list of yeah but i'll just sweep the floor and i'll just do this and i'll just put the rubbish out you know can mm. any of it be firstly outsourced can you get more help and secondly prioritize that little bit of downtime and i think this this it kind of links in with boundaries as well so you need like boundaries to your day but you need boundaries to yourself yeah. because if you're just lost sorting out everybody else meeting everyone else's needs bosses children parents siblings partners anything mm. then eventually your body just starts kicking off with that yeah, situation and, and, and the thing is it's like it's being busy is quite frankly it's just not a good enough reason to neglect your health you know what i mean and the reason I say that is because most people are busy, you know, doing one thing or another, but you can't keep saying, oh, I'm too busy to prepare food. I'm too busy to exercise. You know, it's because after a while, well, it does get a bit boring because... But it's also not a reason. It is no, part of, but it is also part of self-esteem and confidence because as you just said, as you said, sometimes that busyness is devoted towards finding... You use the word ego and there's definitely ego elements to it, but it is trying to find a little bit of status in society or in a household yeah. or in a workplace. And so you push yourself because you need that status because you don't have the confidence and the self-esteem to push back. And as you said, you know, you don't want to be viewed as weak or vulnerable or not able to do something mm. or you know inefficient in any way. So you plow through and you say yes to things that you know you shouldn't and you do extra and you go way beyond expectations and you love that that's addictive to go and exceed expectations and get that praise and then like you've said that if that becomes your identity in any of those environments you won't let it go and i see this in in a household i see individuals um, and i have to say usually women who are doing absolutely everything everything for the kids everything for partners everything Mm -hmm. for you know and it's and they've become control freaks over it because now it's their status it's their purpose their reason for being they don't want to let go of that they like being the person that everybody goes to we've even mentioned this with your mum, not to interrupt you like your mom does a lot of volunteering and helping and things like that but we've at times you know she's kind of spread herself too thinly and we've said she's now almost addicted to being the person that everyone goes to and she likes that yeah since retiring that's her new thing like that yeah but it can affect your health if you let it get out of control well again like funny enough actually like a friend of mine was saying that they were so adamant to get their kids to doing all these kind of out of school activities because they felt that that's what you needed to do yeah yeah that, but of course, like it basically meant that she was like a, a chauffeur outside time, of school, yeah. like driving, you know, getting this child to there, that child to there, then picking them up again and this, that and the other. And then one week her, her, her son said to her, he was like, mommy, like, do we have to go tonight? And then she was like, well, no, you don't have to go. But I thought you wanted to go. And the child said, I've never wanted to go. <laughs> I went because you said... I had to go. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, my God, like there was me thinking, oh, I'm, I'm doing right by my kids by making them do this, that, and I'm keeping them active and engaging with other kids. 
but I never even actually asked them if they wanted to do it. So there's me running around like a blue ass fly, trying to make sure that they're all happy and they're here, there and everywhere and they get home safe and they've got a hot dinner, when actually they didn't want to go at all. Yeah, yeah. They just wanted to stay at home and just chill and, and this, that and the other. And I think sometimes like we get caught up in what we think we need to do over what we actually want to do or maybe other people want to do in yeah. our household. And, and, and the same applies, let me just finish, Sorry. the same applies to like business, I think, being self-employed. And we've mentioned this before, it's easy to get caught up in this like, I have to work lots of hours to be successful. I have to get up really, really early to be successful. But actually, you don't. Like, yeah, sometimes things are going to require a little bit more effort and you are going to be busy and like I was with launch one. But I'm at a stage in my life now where I don't buy into that hustle and bustle thing. I want a quality of life. I want longevity. You know, I don't want to sacrifice my health in the long run for a business venture or, or something like that. We and hear that's, so many stories of people who launch these successful companies and then... That burn out. <laughs> yeah, or, you mentioned to me, the black, you listened to an interview with a black farmer... He makes the sausages. Yeah. And uh, he was saying that he literally got his business to where he wanted to be and then got an awful diagnosis of, of cancer, didn't he? And yeah. like, we know this kind of links with everything from sleep deprivation to stress and, and maybe did make yeah. different nutritional choices in that process and, and many of these chronic diseases. And that's and, not to scare anybody, but <clears throat> no, of course what not. was the point of the, the work if you yeah. don't even get to enjoy it? Exactly. Day, and, and there needs to be that element sacrifice. of, you know, your, your health needs to be a priority and... Yes, it's, you know, just to backtrack on what I said earlier about, you know, stop using being busy as a, as a reason to not look after yourself. Like, I know that's not an easy thing to do yeah. because sometimes when you're busy and you're stressed and you wound up and you've, you've not got a lot of time, the last thing you want to do sometimes is exercise, is meal prep. You just want to either just have a cup of tea and some biscuits or close your eyes for 10 minutes or whatever it may be. But Which also might be the right thing to do. It might be the right thing. Yeah. It might be just what you need at that moment in time. But I just think like being busy isn't necessarily a bad thing so long as you manage it well most of the time yeah, yeah you know in a way that is a little bit more sustainable in a way that does work a little bit better for you because i know that going forward i need to do a better job of uh, not too uh, consuming too much caffeine going to bed at a reasonable hour you know having a a nighttime routine like i used to have so i could switch off and have a good quality night's sleep i was very lucky that like i had keris on hand who saw that I was a little bit stressed and stretching myself a bit thin. So therefore, like I had lots of nutrition, nutritional food at the ready for me. And I think that, gosh, like in a way, I'm a bit like, God, what would I have done if I was doing this on my own? You know, what kind of stuff would I have been eating? Because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't prioritising myself like but I should have been. it is also a time to, if you are really busy and struggling, and I've just said like, it's so important that you reach out to everyone around you that you're responsible for or helping because you are a team. And if there is a kickback and a reluctance to help, sometimes there's a cluelessness, I have to say, on behalf of people around you, they just don't realise yeah. you're very good at oh, managing and being super productive. And, and they're like, no, no, you've got it covered. But once you've, if you've had that conversation and you've voiced that concern and there isn't those offers coming back, I would personally reflect on that a lot and go, OK, so they don't want to support me. So how mm. much have I supported them? <laughs> you know, yeah, you know yeah. you, it is a, it's a really interesting time in that sense. And, and I think the second thing is, as a, as a child, I, we've both mentioned this before, like 
we uh, both our parents wanted their independence back and their life back especially when we got to teenage years and I didn't get any lifts to school clubs and and things like Mm. that mum was like no like I want my evenings back now yeah but also I got home and we had a list of chores that we did and and that was that there was it was non-negotiable my mum was like I've given up like a good chunk of my life to raise you lot and home cook food and everything yeah and she would batch cook food stick it in the freezer and stuff for us still but she was very much like you now need to learn to cook and look yeah. after yourself and iron your own clothes and you know do you like in a way and yeah we occasionally were like calling child lives they're neglected you know like yeah. it's a bit of a running joke but yeah. It, now I look back, everybody comments, and I've definitely said this before, on how motivated, like how self-motivated I am and, yeah. and how I can look after myself and I'm independent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the cooking side came a little bit later, I have to admit, but I was still, I can still prep my own food, you know, yeah. and and, that, and then I, that just got healthier as I got older. And you are actually helping those around you if you do the same thing, whether that be children, partners, they yeah. should be able to do those things. And I also remember my mum starting to go back to university and my dad stepping in with my brother and the two of them learning to cook together and it was really nice to see like in the kitchen yeah. and I remember them spending and my mum we were laughing about it the other day because she said I remember half the time I just wanted to carry on she was doing a, a degree and trying to write her um, a thesis at the end and she's like I just want to carry on working and then they'd spend all day in the kitchen and then want her to come and sit down and have a three course meal yeah. and present it to her and she was always like I just want to work I don't want yeah. to do this now but we'd, we'd like you know then go and have a really big family meal cooked by my dad and my brother which was completely different yeah. and just on that note I have to say I always remember that this is just something really beautiful is that as my dad has got older and shown much more interest in so he wasn't interested in cooking when he was working really long hours and that has come kind of later to him but again because he did acknowledge I need to be able to cook just in case yeah. you know you know my wife's not very well or whatever but when he flew to Italy to spend some time with his sister when she was kind of losing her battle with cancer he would cook for her every single day yeah really nutritious food and she would comment like this is beautiful this is wonderful this is so tasty and I know he loved every minute of that like yeah. it was such a lovely thing for him to be able to do but only because he said I need to learn to cook for myself and and I think when my mum was diagnosed with cancer he got even more into the you know, obviously the health side of it yeah. and he would they would actually start to take turns in cooking which I've never seen in my life yeah. and for one phase he did all the cooking for her when she was having a treatment and one thing I'd say about my parents is they've always been a team like that. They yeah. have their own little jobs that they both do, but it, I'd never, I've never seen one with their feet up whilst the other one is like busting their balls. No. It's, it's always been that way. They work as a team, <clears throat> get stuff done together and then relax together. And I think like, you know, like, well, I think we're the same, right? Yeah, like we're yeah, we're yeah. A, gr- a great team and we, I think things are very balanced in our household. And, and this is, it's not that we sat down and we're like, okay, these are your jobs, these are my jobs. <laughs> it's just kind of, we just have that non-verbal agreement. Do you know what I mean? It's like that things just get done. But in past relationships, we've both said this as well, it does build resentment if you're taking <clears throat> on more of the responsibilities. Maybe because you know, and it's not to judge, it's because you know the benefit of it and the powerful. You know how important it is to eat well. You know how important it is yeah. to have a tidy home for you to work but, efficiently. But also, again, though, that comes down to communication, doesn't yes, it? Because, yeah. you know, like if, I don't know, for months, for years, you've always done the bins and it really infuriates you that the other person doesn't do the bins. <laughs> you've never said but, a word. But you never say anything and then one day you just kind of erupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's this big deal and they'll be a bit like, well, blimey, like, you've never said anything before. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, not that that's right, 
you know what I mean? Like, because you'd like to think people, you shouldn't need to say it. It should just be something that you do. Oh, the bin's full. I'll yeah. take it out, yeah. you know, or something like that. But I, I, I think, <clears throat> forgive me, guys, if I've mentioned this before, there was a student who had uh, cancer in, in one of the lectures and she was saying like her biggest lesson from cancer was that she'd spent a huge amount of her life just really giving to everybody else. Yeah. Be that, like she said, she had a high powered job and absolutely like, busted her health kind of in these big meetings with all these kind of she said like as a, as a woman in a man's world as well she kind of always went that extra mile but similarly with her family was always just give 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 as in her parents and um and, and absolutely adored children same thing but when she had her diagnosis of, of kind of breast cancer and went through the treatment she did this huge amount of reflection lots of emotional work and said i've been a bit of a her exact words were sacrificial lamb like mm. i've just given and then, you know, kind of looking back now, why did I do that? And I think that's why you should never give yourself a hard time about it. And and I don't want to create conflicts in households no. around here by saying, <laughs> but it can be the situation that you've kind of brought on yourself because you wanted to do everything and, 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 you know, decided to do everything for whatever motivating reasons. We've listed quite a few of them now. But I think if everyone around you is then taking advantage, which is also a very common response on their behalf, why wouldn't they, <laughs> in some mm. ways, because you're allowing it to happen, then, you know, it's, you're building up a lot of resentment in the, uh, within you without yeah, even yeah. knowing that that's what you're doing. And, and that's why I think those boundaries, I think, I mean, it's a massive kind of mix of stuff that we're asking people to do here. It's this kind of combination of put your self-care routine in place and it can be short and short, sweet activities 10 minutes of breathing, 10 minutes of watching a film, a quick workout, you know, anything that's kind of looking after you, taking time back for you. But there has to be an element of communication, yeah. teamwork, and then boundaries and and yeah. start and finish to, to where this ends. And then if, if the body's still not happy, review. Like on yeah. a regular basis, sit down, review, okay, new strategy needed, which is what you've done with the business. You know, you've gone, right, yeah. <laughs> reflection, round one yeah. what would i do differently yeah. <laughs> but because the thing is is like it's like we're always learning right we're always like taking things in and thinking like right okay how could this be better how could this work better for me how could i be more efficient and i just think like it's so important that you understand with wherever you're at right now is asking for help isn't a sign of weakness it's certainly not unreasonable no you know if you're part of a team be it at work at home that's the you know the key word is team you know there needs to be an element of like sharing of responsibility and for me it's just a case of like just just make things very very clear like if you do need help and if if you do just do need someone to like and also be ready though for but 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 yeah, yeah. and why oh, that yeah. what i mean is i took on something this week and you said to me don't take that on you shouldn't do that. This is going to end up being... It was basically helping somebody that I know. And you said, don't take that on. This is crossing that boundary between kind of someone you know and, you know, your kind of professional capacity. And when it's someone you know, they might be getting in touch all hours and think of it as kind of like... It works out to be like dial a doctor, but it's not dial a nutritionist <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. And you said, don't take it on. And I came back with but, but, but. And the reasons why. And I explained the reasons why. And you were then very logical and said, completely understand now why you're doing this but draw a line under it at yeah. some point. So set your boundaries it, yeah. and then also the expectations of the other person. Yeah. So again, and, and then I think it gets to a point where, but, 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 you've got to compare that 
with what your body's saying. Yeah. So eventually you might want to do but, 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 <laughs> but your body's going to go, yeah, but nah, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's got to come first and that's what we're trying to say. So it's almost like knowing yourself and how you're responding. And again, some of this is me. It's my ego. It's my need to feel, yeah, I can fix this person. I can do yeah. this, you know. But if it's late at night and I'm tired and snappy, you know, and then the next day, you know, mood cr- kind of crashes, that's the outcome of that action and that's what you've got to reflect on. Yeah, so I think we've kind of spoken about <laughs> managing being busy. I think we've okay, gone off on a, on a few tangents there. But I think what we're trying to say is is that it's okay to be busy. You know, it's not a case of, yeah, take more time for yourself. But of course, you know, that's not that easy. And it's we're not certainly not suggesting just do nothing. But I think there needs to be just that element of balance. You know, how do you make your busy schedule work for you? Because, you know, it's very rare we come across someone who's like, I'm just not busy enough. I need more things to do. You know, that's my dilemma. You know, 99.9% of people are, I'm just so busy. I don't know how to fit it all in. And the reality is that, you know, it's a common thing that just needs to be adapted somewhat so that it does work better for you. And it requires effort, don't get me wrong, but you need to do it. Simple as that. You need to do it. Otherwise, it is going to kick your ass 100%. It's certainly not sustainable. And you don't want to start pushing it and pushing it to the point where, you know, it does send you over the edge. And, you know, heaven forbid, like it does lead to um, like a health issue, you know, big or small, whatever it may be. Don't wait that long. Like, you know, if you're creaking a little bit, you know, if a change is needed to get your health back somewhat. And like I said, just to reiterate, it's not selfish. It's not selfish to want to do stuff for you to improve the quality of your life. But it does involve an element of thought and communication. And also, I think just one final point that I want to make is also back it all up with social media has made us all busy, like mentally, mm. much more busier than we used to be. So there's always, always connected, yeah, aren't you? But there's always something to distract yourself with. So when you do get five minutes, it's natural to flip open the phone or your laptop, whatever, and, and thumb scroll. But try to even prep for that in advance. And I would I kind of suggest two things. I almost catch yourself doing that and think, do I really need another a bit of information right now? Or mm. do I need to sit? This is what Zoe the Sausage Talk taught me well. Do I need to just sit by the window with a cup of tea and just look out and just watch, yeah. just like my nan used to do for hours. Yeah. And my granddad used to look out the window for hours. Do I need to do something like that? I think ask yourself that question. If you are going to go online, follow stuff that's going to put a smile on your face. Follow comedians, follow people that make you, inspire you, motivate you. And, and from a health perspective, follow people again, like Fit Food, mm. who are always putting stuff out there that's going to be educational, informative, maybe make you smile. And again, the Facebook groups that you're in or social media groups, whatever, try to make sure that they also give you this element of like maybe nice connections, community, maybe the social interaction that you're missing because you're busy, but you could feel like you're having a bit of, you know, a coffee with somebody and then limit that time and come off it. You know, so don't find yourself, even when we're busy, I'm still amazed at my screen time. And it's probably because I think you end up sitting on the toilet doing it. Do you know what I mean? The scrolling, like not to confess to that, but that has happened. (laughs) Like, because you are just wanting to distract yourself in some way, aren't you? Yeah, I'm the same. Like, you know, and you know, I don't know there's anything wrong with being on your phone in that respect, because sometimes... On the toilet's a bit wrong. Hey, listen, be on the phone wherever you want. Like, no no (laughs) one decides that. 
but what I'm saying is, is like for me sometimes, like I'll, I've got a few like YouTube channels that I follow that are normally completely unrelated to fitness and nutrition. It's normally like about cars or basketball yeah, or, yeah. you know, like you know, and, and, and I'll just watch it just for a, a, for a moment and it just distracts me and it disengages my brain. So I actually spoke to someone and said, I don't read, I listen to audible books for health now when I'm walking, but I only read fiction. Yeah. Actually, it stopped reading health books. I'm not. To, to be fair, that's pretty much me as well now. Yeah. So the reading is now only for escape, but then if I want something, I'll, I'll listen to it walking, or you know, so it's kind of cooking or something like that. Yeah. So just be busy on your terms. Ah, uh, nice. I like. Not that. someone else's all the time. Yeah. Busy on your terms. That's my closing thought. Um, thank you very much for tuning in fees sorry it's a bit of a long one if you can spare a moment in your busy day (laughs) could you please leave us a review on iTunes that would be absolutely amazing it means the world to us when we we, we read your reviews we can take constructive criticism as well so you know we appreciate all feedback just don't be don't be too mean no name calling yeah (laughs) (laughs) big thank you to everyone that has left a review so far Um, we really do appreciate you taking the time so big up yourselves we will see you lovely lot or speak to you lovely lot in episode 155 we will indeed hope you've enjoyed it see ya see ya